Everybody that you meet, you can learn something from them. It's not necessarily what you achieve in life that matters most, but it's who you become in the process of those achievements that really matters. We all need people who believe in us. They expand the boundaries we place on our own lives. What makes me most proud is how I played the game. Being real, authentic, and spontaneous, and loving the game, to me, is what it was all about. When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hello and welcome to The Mission. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton. And guys, I am so honored to be joined by the Chief of Staff and Senior Vice President of Communications, Pete Fearley. Pete, welcome to The Mission. Thank you, Jameer. It's great to be here. How's everything going? It's fantastic. It's always a great day at the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the most inspiring place on earth. With that being said, Pete, we're roughly 165 days out from Enshrinement Week, powered by Johnson Controls. Let's talk about the national buzz that's surrounding this year's class. It's a great class. Selection Saturday, after a year-long process, resulted in eight new heroes of the game finding their way to Canton. And every year, Enshrinement Week, powered by Johnson Controls, grows and gets bigger and bigger. It bookends the NFL season with the Super Bowl on one end. We kick it off in here in Canton and something pretty special is we kick off the NFL's 100th season. Selection Saturday has grown. The Pro Football Hall of Fame's cameras were allowed to be inside and capture some special moments. Yeah, it's, a, it's a, such a great process and we're biased here. Obviously, we think it's the best selection process of any sports Hall of Fame, but it is a year-round process. And what makes our whole selection process so unique is that we bring together our 48 selectors and we bring them together for, well, this year about eight hours. And the debate that goes on in that room, it's great to give a peek to fans. And we've been doing this a little bit with NFL Network in the past. This year, we brought in our Hall of Fame productions for a little longer to get the opening comments. And you can see, I think it sheds light onto what goes on in that room because it's really easy as a fan, even us, you know, the Hall has no say who gets elected. It's pretty easy to criticize why didn't this person get in or this person get in. But then when you look at how intense the debate is and you have 18 finalists and we can only take four to eight of them, and it sheds light into how prepared the selectors are. They don't go in and just spout stats. They go in so prepared in all their research, the interviews of a wide variety of people from teammates, coaches, administrators, getting the feedback and comparing it. And it's great to see we open up every candidate is presented by their selector from their market and they have five minutes to give that opening argument, and then that opens the debate. And that's what we got a little peek into this year that really spread across social media uh, with our Hall of Fame productions in there capturing it. It gives you an essence of really what starts in there. I'm fortunate enough to sit in that meeting. I don't get to say anything, so right. thanks, thanks for having me on the podcast. I never get to say anything in the selection <laughs> Saturday. But it but it is it is really, it's, it's great to see, and I wish, you know, fans could see what goes on the rest of the time because the debate is very respectful but it's very thorough and it and it and we often say uh, that this is the Hall of Fame. This isn't the Hall of Very Good. The debate should be that hard. It should be that hard to get into Canton. And that's what makes it so special when we got to follow David Baker and that knock on the door because what that means. Guys, we are with Mr. Baker's right hand man, the chief of staff. So with that being said, Mr. Baker is everywhere during the Super Bowl and this year's Super Bowl 53. But let's talk about his presence and how much that has grown. 
Yeah, he, he's so recognizable and it has a whole lot more to do than being six foot nine, 400 pounds and a, and a heavy knock. Um, but he, he's such a visionary. And, and the very title of this video podcast is our mission. And he lives and breathes and leads by example to honor the heroes of the game, preserve its history, promote its values and celebrate excellence everywhere. everywhere. And that's our brand. That's it. And that's what David represents. And he believes in it. He has elevated a platform for our Hall of Famers. And it's why it's so special at the Super Bowl to see how far the Hall of Fame has grown and how special Selection Saturday is and how game-changing it is, it's life-changing it is for those who get the knock on the door because David is a great leader, very humble. Uh, believe it or not, he doesn't always like those cameras following him, but he does it because he believes in it so much. And, and, and it's fun for um, someone like me who follows him around a lot. It's kind of odd to have someone my size is blocking the way for a six foot nine running back. But sometimes I have to do that, get him from point A to point B. And, and, it, and it's he uh, the, the relevance of the Hall of Fame, the type of people we entertain at the Super Bowl, the types of meetings we have. But what's really fun is the fans that see David. Mm -hmm. You know, he's, he's hard to miss in a crowd, but he's so recognizable because of our brand and what we stand for. And it's really fun to see people understand what the Hall of Fame is about. Well, here's a sneak peek of where in the world is David Baker. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. Hey, that's uh, Mr. Baker getting ready for the Merlin mm -hmm. Olsen luncheon, which is a big, big event that we host. You know, and as you know, Jameer, just being around someone like David Baker, you know, this is the real deal. People ask me, I'm sure they ask you all the time, you know, what is he really like? That's what he's really like. He is such a personal person, but you know, he is uh, he is somebody who I would say is, is uh, one of the more influential people in the football world. But this guy, as you know, his schedule. Yes. Boy, if we could follow him, I, I don't think even our productions crew could stay up as long as he did. <laughs> this guy works like you've never seen someone work and he is he's on the go throughout Super Bowl and through Atlanta. And then, of course, it's always hard to get him from point A to point right. B because he is so recognizable. Fans yep. stopping him all the time. And that was Mr. Baker, oh, at the selection Saturday. This is the process we talked about. And, and I see gold jacket uh, James Lofton in that shot. And we well. also have Dan Fouts. So we have right. two Hall of Famers who are on our selection committee. And this is what it's all about. The knock. Champ Bailey. Ed Reed. Tony, Tony played with David's son, Sam. Yep. Kind of a special moment there. This was great Merlin Olsen luncheon, one of the great events of the Super Bowl. This is uh, behind the scenes. This is runs a press conference. This guy does it all. <laughs> and the hey, lovely first lady, yes, uh, Colleen Baker. And of course, you notice Dave's a pretty sharp dresser. Yeah, he is. Wow, Pete, that's a lot that goes on in the world of David Baker. And as we mentioned, this has really grown because, as you said, Selection Saturday is really where the Pro Football Hall of Fame takes over and our process really gets going. Yeah, and, and Selection Saturday has really taken on a, a brand of its own because it is so important. And, and we've pointed out, I'm sure you've pointed out in past podcasts about how this honor is so coveted. There's been about 300 million men and now women who've played this game at some level. Only five million have ever made it to the college level. Since the NFL was founded here in Canton nearly 100 years ago, there's only been a little less than 30,000 ever been paid to play it, coach it, or administer the game. And across the hallway, as of this summer, we'll have 326 bronze busts. 
and 188 who are living, who we call our gold jackets. And whether you're Ed Reed or Champ Bailey or Tony Gonzalez, who got in in your first year of eligibility, or you're someone like Gil Brandt or Johnny Robinson, who've waited decades to get in, this moment is life-changing. And it goes back to our mission statement. Again, the reason why this podcast is called The Mission, we live and breathe that mission. We give our Hall of Famers the ability to use that platform to really inspire people by that mission. And so this isn't just a football honor. This is a life honor. And this is a moment where the reflection of what it means to be in the Hall of Fame is overwhelming. And, you know, for these, the class of 2019, uh, they think they're ready. And you've seen it in the past. They have no idea what's happening in August because when they step on that stage at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium and they look to the right and they look to their left, and there's 140 of the greatest. Joe Montana, Emmett Smith, Jerry Rice, Dick Buckus, Joe Namath, you name it, Bruce Smith, name after name after name. Um, that is as humbling as it gets. The tears and emotions definitely start to flow with that. Jameer Howerton joined by Pete Furley. We're here inside the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Presentation Center, where we've taken our Mission Podcast studio on the road throughout the the Hall of Fame, just to give you guys a different look at, 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 at all the cool sites here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Pete, as we mentioned earlier, we're roughly 165 days out from Enshrinement Week, powered by Johnson Controls. And we're going to be kicking off the 100th celebration of the NFL that, as you mentioned, started right here in Canton, Ohio. Let's talk about the impact that football has had on America for the past 100 years. There's no doubt that the International Football League is such a fabric of this culture. And it began all here on September 17th, 1920, where they founded the National Football League. This game is incredibly popular. It dominates the landscape uh, in this country. no disrespect to all the other sports, but we know the TV ratings. That's the right. average TV ratings of an NFL game are 10 times higher than college football, the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball combined. And we think it's because what this game teaches. It's all about the values we focus on, commitment, integrity, courage, respect, and excellence. Um, but you, you watch it, you watch a football game. You're a Jets fan, I'm a Bills fan. Yes. We always have hope, start of the season. Um, for fans, we talk about it all the time. We have guests who come here that are terminally ill. It happens on a weekly basis, sometimes more often than that. And they have to come to the Pro Football Hall of Fame because what this game means. And this game is all about huddling up, coming together. And it's all about every play getting knocked down and having to get back up. But most of all, it's that hope. And I think, you know, we all sit around and we watch this game with our family and our friends, and it brings that bond. But there is that hope a year ago, Stefan Diggs, fourth down, no time left. Somehow he grabs that ball and he runs to the end zone, they win the game. That's what this game represents. And I think it is why it's so popular. And we're thrilled to have that as a platform for everything we build on. Now, Pete, you've been a part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and I wanna say the National Football League as well, 30 plus years. On a personal note, how has football impacted your life? Well, football for me, I'm from a large family. And and for me, it was was that bonding of what it means. And it it was, you know, every Sunday at one o'clock, uh, I knew where I was going to be, and we're surrounded by family, and it was that bond. And and growing up in Buffalo, a smaller market where you lived and breathed by it, and the hope it gives the city when a team's win, and we see it all the time. But I, I just think that it's 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 a uh, it's a sport that, among all other sports, just relies on that teamwork. Um, for me, I've always just loved the game, 
I love the history of the game. And what I love most of all is seeing the transformation of what we've done with the Hall of Fame brand that, mm -hmm. you know, we talk about the Hall of Fame is just, it's so much more than football. And it truly is building off what this game teaches. And I think that's why it is popular. I often point out that I think most people don't know why they're such passionate football fans. Right. But there is that certain element about this game that is, is unmatched by any other sport. Pete, you know, there's a lot that goes on in this game, as you just mentioned. And when we look back at the Super Bowl and Selection Saturday, you guys are, your department is a part of putting together that press conference. Talk about what goes into all that. Yeah, it's been a real evolution since Selection Saturday has been capped by us at NFL Honors. And we are able to have a big press conference immediately after they come off the stage. And it's pretty impactful because it, it wasn't too long ago where we had a live TV show and sometimes the Hall of Famers would be on their way there. They would, uh, sometimes they found out by phone, but now they're coming off this high of getting a knock on the door, being shuttled down in that euphoria onto a bus over to NFL Honors. They get introduced on national TV. And then at the end, for all our viewers who saw NFL Honors, they see how our Hall of Famers go on stage. And, and that is as cool of a moment in football as there is. Then we take them backstage through these old theaters in whatever Super Bowl city we are this year in Atlanta, a wonderful Fox theater. And they come through the back, actually by the kitchen, they're standing in the hallway and then they walk out and it's one of the biggest press conferences at the Super Bowl. And it's so great because you get that raw emotion right. of they haven't even had a chance to come down and they're so excited. And what's so fun is that knock on the door has become, um, such a big moment in their life. It used to be the first question the media would ask is who's going to be your presenter? Right. The first question is now tell us about the knock. <laughs> and it is so it's it's very unique. A great media core that are out there that you know the hall takes center stage I think on NFL honors it's in the middle of the show it's this highlight but then to bring them into that press conference with so many media and you have the national media you have all those markets all hoping for their guy and it's a it's a it's a very unique time for the hall. It's so important to us because of the publicity reach that we get. Um, that is outside of enshrinement week, we're never more in the headlines and it's a great headline to be in is on selection Saturday. And then and then Super Bowl Sunday, you actually bring the guys on the field and they're, and they're announced during the first timeout break or yes. first quarter break? sometime in the first quarter. Right, right. And that's pretty special for them, for the those in, in the in the audience at the Super Bowl to see see the new class. And uh, and then we roll right into Measurement Monday. Wow, that's amazing. Presented that's by amazing. Hager. We got to make the, <laughs> yes, that's that right. in there. But uh, you know, it, it, it's it's such a wonderful process, and it is for us. You know, and you have so many of our gold jackets on this podcast, but you see what it means to them, and, and your questions to them aren't just football questions; they're life questions. And we got back to why. What do, what do we love about football? It is that that metaphor of life, and these guys are so engaged. And, and being part of this. And so it's just a spectacular time. Uh, the media, I think, keep covering this in a bigger way than ever, such a large media core. And then we bring all those people to Canton come August for Enshrinement Week. And before then, you actually have uh, their site visits where you actually give time for the local media to get a chance to meet the new, the newest class with when they come in for their site visits. And we get a chance to kind of honor them then again so they can see the lay of the land as they start to prepare for their parties and their get ready for their speeches and to see, wow, this is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know, no matter how much these guys think they know what what it's going to be like they don't and that orientation is so important bringing them here so they can experience the hall learn about it is um 
yeah. we all know is it sounds almost corny, but this is their second home. Right. And that's the first taste they get is to what, what, what it feels like to have a second home in Canton, Ohio, because this community just adopts them and this will forever be part of their legacy. So for them to come and see it, uh, you know, certainly all the local media in Northeast Ohio cover the Hall of Fame so yeah. closely and it's great to, to get that reaction of your first visit here as a Hall of Famer. I believe it was Mount Union students were here during Robert Brazil's uh, site visit. And he came in and he looked in the room, he goes, welcome to my home. <laughs> and they all looked at him and goes like, this is my second home. So you're right, these guys really, really get excited for this. You know, and it's great, you know, when you go to the Hall of Fame gallery, so many of these Hall of Famers, I remember Warren Sapp coming in and, and I was leading him as we turned the corner to look at the Hall of Fame gallery. And believe it or not, he'd been to the hall before, right. but he wouldn't go in that room until he knew he belonged in that room. Wow. So he turned the corner and we saw those bronze busts. He actually broke down and cried. Uh, for us, it's a reminder of what the hall means to guys. And you know, we say, yeah. the sculptor says that those busts last 40,000 years. Mm -hmm. He guarantees it, by the way, 40,000 years. But that yeah. is a legacy beyond none other in sports. And I think that's what's so special about what we mean to the football world and what this honor means. You're so right, Pete, because we, Ray Lewis had a moment just like that where he was just kind of standing around looking and taking it all, all, all in. Well, I want to thank you for your time, for joining us Jameer, here on The Mission. Thank you so much. Guys, there's so much going on. Please visit ProFootballHOF.com for all of your enshrinement week, powered by Johnson Control information. For Pete Fearley, I'm Jameer Howerton. Thanks for joining us right here on The Mission.